Welcome to True North Vineyard Podcast, where we share our Sunday gathering messages. True North is a vibrant church plant community located in Traverse City, Michigan area. We are centered in the Bible and follow the example of Jesus praying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We hope that our Sunday gathering messages encourage you to lean into the word of God and compel you to take action. To connect with us, visit our website, vineyardtruenorth.churchcenter.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at True North We are in Philippians. Anybody remember where? Two! Actually, we finished the first chapter. Welcome, it only took a year. How about that? (laughs) So, for me, we're in chapter two. Um, My message today is titled, Love in Motion Through Humility. Love in Motion Through Humility. I don't know if you have thing back there. Do you have it? Okay. Love in motion through humility. Um, I'm going to be in Philippians uh, chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Um, follow along. Open your Bibles. Open your phones. Just kidding. Uh, Jonathan will have that up here soon, and, uh, and you can follow along. Either way, here's what it says. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Okay, I love Paul, just so everybody's aware. I think I've said it a million times. But I love Paul because he speaks everything that I think about when it comes to Christianity. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe I think of Christianity because of everything Paul speaks about. But the key thing to me in this is breaking paradigms. And I know that may sound contradictory to something so straightforward and something so obviously Pauline, if you will. But remember, this is him talking to the church at Philippi. And he's trying to do something very specific, and that is instruct them into what it looks like to continue being a follower of Christ, right? Everybody with me so far? Okay. I'm about to, uh, here's, I guess, I would like to do one thing with this message, and that thing is reorient, you with me? Reorient some definitions, okay? So, Keep that in mind as I go through this. I really want to reorient some of your definitions of certain words, of certain terminologies, and of certain ideas, okay? Because I think all of us can agree that we are either prejudiced towards an idea or have a preconceived notion as to what something might be or mean, or be preconditioned via culture, family, whatever, to look at something in a specific way, right? Okay, cool. All right. Nobody says no? Oh, good. I'm glad to hear you. Write about something. Mark it down. It's at the beginning of my sermon. Okay. So here's what I want to say. Uh, I guess I'm going to ask you a question. How do you know whether or not I am a citizen of the kingdom of God? Me, personally. How do you know? You don't have to. I'm not talking about, you know, that it has to be something I do. But ask this of yourself as well. Or anybody else that you know claims to be a kingdom or in the kingdom of God. How do you know? Fruit. What, what does fruit mean? What comes out? The fruit of the Spirit. Beautiful. I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. Anyone else? What else? How do you know? How you love one another. 
Quit using my headlines, all right, guys. Love and motion through humility. I get it. No, I'm just kidding. What else? Give me something else. There's got to be something else. Whether you know scripture or not. Ooh, that's intriguing. I really like the idea of that in many ways. Your word have I hid among, in my heart, right, David and whatnot. I think this is a key thing. Sure. Okay, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that, but I do want to point out that there are indications, right, or there at least should be indications in our lives if we call ourselves citizens of the kingdom of God. Now, you have to forgive me because Jared's going to do a much better job of explaining this in, uh, probably next Sunday, but I'm going to talk a little bit about citizenship, all right? And again, remember, I want to reorient our understanding on some ideas here. Citizenship. This is one of the things that we're going to talk about. Okay. Living in reality that is the kingdom. This is the key thing I want to point out to you. You who call yourselves followers of Christ currently live in a reality that should be the kingdom of God. Okay, that cannot be missed. Right now, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, you should be living in a reality that is the kingdom of God. Okay, I want to I want to point out uh, like what that means. Are all of us U.S. citizens? Probably. Don't have to worry if you're not. All right, all right. Well, all right. Sorry. Let me start over here. What is a U.S. citizen? Okay. <laughs> if we are a U.S. citizen, what's one of the things that we must do? Pay taxes. Just. I'm really excited about that. You must pay taxes if you want to be a citizen for very long or you'll reap the, the rewards, right? And yeah, and whether you like those rewards or not, that is something. Okay, you must pay taxes. You probably have to live here, correct? And you must follow what? The law. Thank you, Gail. You must follow the law. If you do not do those things, multiple negative effects will occur, right? Okay. I just want to put that in your head. Orientate yourself on the idea of that type of citizenship, okay? And because you and I are calling ourselves followers of Christ in the citizenship of the kingdom of God. Okay. One thing I want to actually get away from is the sickness of modern culture, okay? There is a pathological, you guys know what that word is? Like a, a, a fundamentally sickness, uh, um, it's, it's a medical term, uh, is they used to, like, um, if something is dying or, or wrong, they want to get rid of it, right? It's pathology, the study of, okay, so there's a fundamental sickness in modern society, and uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right to one of my favorite topics, which is love, okay? Love is, in my understanding, one of the pathological sicknesses that we have. What does society currently say about the way you should treat yourself? To love ourselves, right? Amen. Speak your own truth. That's exactly what society says. Thank you. Those are the two things I wanted to hear. Speak your own truth. Love yourself. Huh. Where do you think culture gets this from? I can tell you it's antithetical to what Paul's saying right here. It's actually the opposite, which is kind of hard to hear in many ways. I want to love myself. I really do. But really, Paul's saying a totally different thing here, which is perhaps maybe we should love others 
and consider them better than ourselves. <laughs> That's a definite reorientation on what loving looks like. Who's the number one example that you would say is a great, like, someone we should follow as a result of living our life? Jesus, Jesus hey, I love all this. This is like Sunday school answers, so I'm really excited you guys are getting them right, all right? This is good. Yeah, we should, we should model ourselves as Jesus. Did Jesus walk around saying, I love myself so much, you should do the same? <laughs> uh, no. In fact, it was the opposite. I am nobody. I'm coming to humble myself before you. You are the one I want to serve. You are the one I want to be loved. You are the one that I want to build up so that you may be able to be loved, right? This is the unity and the idea of citizenship within the kingdom. This is what we should be perpetuating, right? So we know that when we go out into the world, that's probably not going to be the message we receive. We got our hearts towards that thing. That's the thing that we're like, I know this is coming. Make sure my armor's up, right? But then when we come back together, it should be the opposite. It should be, let's, let's let that guard down just a little bit and let's allow ourselves to be loved. Because each one of us here wants to serve the other, right? Yeah, well, I understand, okay. Today was a bad week. So I need the love today, all right? Not you. <laughs> That's, but this is important. I mean, it, it's really important to our orientation of how we look at the idea of love. Okay, because Paul says, and of course the heading of my, of my sermon today is love in motion through humility. Okay, uh, how many of you understand the if-then statement in coding? Mm, look at you guys. If-then. This is what the if-then statement is uh, in coding is. The most basic of all control flow statements. It tells your program to execute a certain section of code only if a particular test evaluates to be true. Okay, I know that's a weird way to say that, but really it comes down to, well, let's go with, uh, can you pull the Philippians passage out? Is it still up there? Sweet. What's the first thing you read at the beginning of that? So if, this is Paul's if-then statement, okay? So if each one of us says that uh, we are citizens of the kingdom of God, followers of Christ, yeah, so if all these things are, are the case, then, moving down farther, do nothing uh, out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count each other more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to your own concerns, but also to the concerns of others. This is really important. I hate living selflessly. I will be vulnerable and honest with you. It's really difficult. I'm not going to lie. It is not easy to live selflessly. How many of you have been in any sort of relationship? Do you have a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a loved one, a daughter, a son? Okay. I think all of us have at least one of those things. How easy is it to always choose them over you? It's not. <laughs> okay. That's the whole truth of the matter. Why? And this is one of the things I'm not going to go into yet, but I'd love to go into farther down. Because we're not living in perfection yet. We are not able to be fulfilled fully. That's why God gave us each other. That's why we have a relationship, so that we can fulfill each other. And this is a big deal. Okay? And I want to get away from, once again, reorientation. Love is not a feeling. It's just not. It cannot be equated to the way I feel 
when Kristen and I first started dating. That's not love. That's infatuation. That's excitement. <laughs> That's not love. Okay, any of you who have had any long-term relationship of any sort, doesn't have to be romantic, know that it's not always easy to say, I will love you today and do what's good for you, not what's good for me. Okay, I think I beat that horse to death. You all following me? All right. I love you guys. I hope you know. So here's the, here's the big thing. Um, will you go to the Matthew passage, Jonathan, Matthew chapter 7? This is, the, this is the thing I want to put to you guys. It better be my and your prerogative that you can't mistake my citizenship. Okay? Here's, one, here's a, couple, a couple of things. I'm going to go to the next one after this. This is what Matthew 7 says. Uh, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of the fa my Father who is in heaven on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did, you not, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. The next one. Do you have the next one up there? Awesome. Next one. This is Matthew chapter 25. It says, when the Son of Man comes to it in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you for the foundation, before the foundations of the world. Why? Why is that the case? Because they are actual citizens. Let's not miss this thing. This is something I want you guys to really grasp and hold on to. They are actual citizens, not just claiming to be. Okay, I'm not trying to get on a hot button issue here, so let's pick a country in the world. Brazil. Brazil. If somebody goes to Brazil and starts living there without going through the proper channels for years and years and years, are they a citizen of Brazil? Why? Obvious answers, right? You don't have to answer that one. This isn't a Sunday school answer. I get it. There's obvious answers because there's a right way to do it, first and foremost. And then second, that must be actually accomplished, right? So you got to go through the legal stuff. And then you got to actually abide by all the laws, as, you, as Gail pointed out. And you live in the place. There's a whole system that is set up. God's created the same idea. In his kingdom... If you want to be a part of it, you start at the beginning. You do it the right way, right? You confess your sins and you ask him to be the savior of your life. But then what? That's just one of the three things that we're talking about. Then you actually learn to understand the laws. And you learn to be in right communion. And you learn to not do the wrong thing. What does that look like? Well, we have the whole Bible for that. And then the last thing. What's the last thing? I got to be living there, right? The kingdom is actually now. It's not a physical thing yet, but it will be. And that's an important part to recognize. We actually have to, if we're going to be citizens, live in that reality. There is a reality of the kingdom now. And so we must live in that space. And that space looks like anywhere you go if you're going to be in the kingdom. This is important. 
This is really important because there could be illegal aliens walking around with us, right? I'm just pointing it out. Like, it's a thing. So I'm using the metaphor. Please understand this is a breaks down and, and builds up in certain places. But this is really important. This is something that we cannot miss. And so I want to reorient our understanding around that thing. If we are citizens, there are certain things we do. There are certain things we have to understand. And there are certain things that we will abide by. Okay. Boom. What's the importance of humility? Anyone? Why should we use... Uh, I guess, who, you know, and I'm not even going to ask that. Forget it, forget it, forget it. Jesus, right? Yeah, thank you. Sunday school answer, Jesus. Yeah, probably the best example we have of humility. God come down in the flesh, serve man, the lowest of men, not just man. He didn't go to kings. He went to the lowest of men. This is important. So he chose to humble himself as much as possible to do that thing, right? So why is humility important? <clears throat> uh, are you guys familiar with the term uh, etymology? It means the beginning of something, where it came from. Like, what is the root of it? Uh, the etymology of the word humble is humus from the Latin, okay? And does anybody happen to know what that means? It's fine if you don't. I had to look it up. It means of the earth. It means to literally, like, down, like face in the dirt. This is intriguing. This is the mental image we should have in that idea, right? It should be, oh, face down, I am to be humble. How is that a possibility? It's to consider all others greater than yourself, as Paul says, right? This is important. Uh, do you have the Romans passage up there? Paul says it in just about every one of his letters, but I think he says it most succinctly in this one. Romans chapter 12, 3 says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than you ought to think, but to think of, or, but to think with sober judgment, each according to his measure of faith that God has assigned. This is important. This is talking about self-reflection. Where am I at? Number one thing that we almost always get too caught up in is just acting, just going through being who I am. That's a problem because I will tend to not be humble. <laughs> and I will tend to not come from the correct place. Though I may even be thinking I'm coming from the right place. Like, oh, remember I'm a Christian. You're a Christian, Zach. You're fine. That's not how that works. It takes action to actually live according to the law. You know, I'm justified in, in taking this thing because I want it, right? Well, the law says you are not. Sorry, you must do the right thing by paying for it or whatever. You know, you got to actually do it. All right, cool. You guys get the metaphor. All right, the James, do you have the James passage? Sweet. I'm going to go to the next one after. All right, here's another. These are just a couple ideas of humility. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Uh, Proverbs says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with, a, with the humble is wisdom. I don't know about you, but I've, since I was little, I've always prayed for wisdom. It's been one thing that I'm like, Lord, let me be wise. I was so excited. I mean, Solomon, the whole, yeah, pray for wisdom thing. You know, what, what will you, what, I'll give you anything, Solomon. Wisdom. I loved it. I don't know why, and I still love it. It's still one of my things. So to me, when I, you know, Proverbs says this, but with the humble is wisdom, my pride immediately jumps up and is like, I want to be humble because I want to be wise. But in reality, I got to be humble. 
<laughs> I'm not sure I'm so wise about that. Like, this feels like an endless circular loop. So I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. But all right. Either way, I'm just telling you where I'm at. So I'm not saying I know. All right. Last thing. Let's get over the idea of love being a feeling. I said this right. Let's get over this idea. Let's get into the idea of love being an action and something that I will accomplish only, and I mean only, through humility. This is huge. Because I'm not, I, I'm going to make a couple bold statements here. So if you disagree with me, see me afterwards and tell me why I'm wrong. Okay? This is big. Afterwards, not now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you get your time, just not now. All right. I don't think it's possible to actually love someone unless you are being humble. It's a bold statement, I know. But let me be clear. What is pride doing? It's puffing up, right? What were you saying? Go ahead. Putting yourself first. 100%. What is humility doing? Putting yourself last. According to Jesus, this is love. He's the one who said it. This is love, that I first loved you, you know, and that he humbled himself to come as a man. You get it, right? So that's my, one of my bold statements. I don't think we can truly love unless we first humble ourselves and consider the other greater than ourselves. I may be wrong. I may be right. It doesn't matter. I want to make sure they are loved. Cool. Moving next. Here's the warning. Be careful that your loving actions, big air quotes on that one, that your loving actions, right, are weighed and evaluated to have their, the other's, best interest at heart, not your own. The reason I bring this up as a warning is because too often, and specifically I think in our society, we are lying to ourselves. And we are actually thinking, I have the other's best interest at heart. But what a prideful thought. And the only reason I'm using this as a warning is because you might, and I don't want that to be misunderstood, but don't forget to check. That's the key. Don't forget to actually stop, check your heart, and say, where's this coming from? Why do I want to say this to that person? Why am I going to do this thing? This is a big deal. And I say it more than anything so that we understand that for each other, this compounds the issue. Because what did I say at the beginning? Why don't we bring down those laws a little bit so that we can be loved by each other? Please don't wound each other. This is huge. This is where you better check what you're saying and what you're doing and why you're saying it and why you're doing it. And that you do, are doing it specifically to build the other person up. Not to build up your case, not to build up your correctness, not to build up me. That's not love, all right? See, do you see where I'm getting at with humility on this? How I don't think it's possible to do one without the other. I really don't. Okay. What then? And I know I'm running out of time. I'm sorry. I only got 10 minutes to do this. Um, warning. Okay. What then? How do we love? Here's what I would say. Here's my practical suggestions for loving. You heard it here first. Just kidding. Okay. First, the spirit. Uh, one of my best friends you guys know is Jess. One of the things that he preaches to me more often than anybody I've ever heard is, are you in line with the Spirit? Are you, are you actually letting him be a part of your life? Are you actually uh, seeking him in all these decisions and thoughts and options, possibilities? Before you do, seek him. I think it's brilliant. It's, it's the number one thing I forget every time. Stupid me. 
Is the Spirit in it? Okay? Absolutely. Check that first. Be right with the Lord and asking him to be a part of the process, whatever that may be. I don't care what it is. If you want to love something, start there. Start with the Spirit. Lord, I need you to be a part of this. Help me set myself aside. Help you to be the center of this thing so that I can do this right. Whether that's my spouse, my kids, my aunt, the neighbor, whoever. It doesn't matter. Okay? Us here in, in this body. That's, that's a big deal. I, I want that to happen every time. I'm going to stand just at the door and say, are you with the Spirit today? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's, it reminds me of an old, yeah, I'll forget it. Forget it. Okay. So that's the first thing I think you need to do. If you want to love well, do that thing. Okay. Be in step with the Spirit. Ask Him to be a part of the process. Number two, double check your motives through humility. Double check your motives through humility. Not, and here's this, this is key for me, and I, this is me preaching to myself, so I might as well say it to you. Just trusting that because you are thinking of or doing things for the other that you are validated in being loving. I contend that it is impossible to be truly loving without being first humble. Okay? Don't just think because you're thinking of somebody else that it's a loving action. That's a dangerous trap to fall into, right? I'm a Christian. I'm thinking of them. This must be loving. I got to tell you, I wish my mom was here because me and her, man, we have had that discussion a lot. Zach, you, don't, you think, don't you think that you should be a little more clean with your, with your room? <laughs> yes, mom. And that, uh, that was last week, in case you're wondering. That wasn't, that was, <laughs> I want to tell why it's valid for me saying that. Don't you think you should, you know, mow your lawn? Yes, mom. I know you think you're being loving, but I am spent this week, all right? That's just the way it is. Thank you. No, I know, but uh, people are wrong. I'm just kidding. You got to know, I love my mom dearly, and I think she is the best mom ever. So when, I, when you hear me say that, I want you to keep that in mind, okay? My mom is amazing. Wouldn't want any other mom, but this is important. Make sure even though you think you're being loving, you double check that you actually are, okay? All right, cool. That's the second step. Third step, I would say, is follow through with action. Thinking a loving thing means nothing if it is not carried out to the glory of God. Thinking a loving thing means nothing. It just doesn't. It's a good idea. It's a good thought. But love must be an action. It must be something that you accomplish, not for yourself, but for the other or for whoever. That's, that's a big deal. You know? So that's the third thing. So first, the spirit, bring them into the process. Second, double check that you actually have the correct loving motive coming from humility, not just to build up self. Second, and then third, the last and foremost is follow through. Follow through. Do the action, right? Because I know lots of us actually have really, really, really good intentions, and we think about it a lot, and we do all kinds of things, and life gets in the way. I'm not saying it doesn't. But I'm saying when you have the opportunity... And when it presents itself, and that may only be once a week, doesn't matter. I'm sure it's more. Follow through. Do the action. Be the humble one. Say yes. Absolutely. That's, that's the key thing. Okay. I'm going to leave you with the bottom part of this, uh, of Philippians. Again, Philippians chapter 2, 3 and 4 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. 
Go and be this definition of loving to all people and everyone you come in contact with, and you will be living as a citizen of the kingdom you claim to be a part of. That's key. That's the action. That's it. This will be accomplishing the action if every time I remember to check these things. That's big. Um, the last thing I want to do is uh, I'm going to have I'm going to break you up and and I'm sorry it's so stinking late it's quarter after but I'm going to bring you up uh, we're going to break into groups feel free to um, you know 6:30 we'll dismiss those of you who have kids but uh, feel free to stay later Jesse will stay till eight nine o'clock <laughs> I'm just kidding but um, but uh, let's break up into groups I want you guys to talk to each other okay that's first and foremost just talk to each other it's one of the most loving things you can do and listen. That's the second. I'm just kidding. It's the other way around. Okay. Listen for it and talk. I'm playing on an inside joke here. So I think those of you who know, you know. But, but listen and talk with each other and love each other practically. And the second thing is put, in, put, in, put this into practice. Pray for one another, right? Do whatever that looks like. Minister to one another. Find, find that thing. So let me pray for you guys and, and then we'll break up. Lord, I just thank you and praise you. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, and Father, I just uh, am constantly encouraged by these people and constantly, um, uh, Lord, loved by these people. I thank you that you've put them together in my life and, and in each other's lives, and Lord, I thank you that, um, that you are who you say you are and that you have given us the, the framework and the idea of love, Lord, that we might follow it. So I pray a blessing on these people. Lord, I pray that you would... Um, that you would just encourage them, build them up, fill them with joy, help them to overcome the world. Father, I just, uh, I just ask that you would uh, be, in our, be in our ministry time, Lord, and that you would um, be glorified by our thoughts and our actions. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to the True North Vineyard Podcast. We hope that you are blessed by this message. To connect with us, be sure to visit our website, vineyardtruenorth.churchcenter.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at True North Vineyard. We hope to see you soon.